Blog Talk Radio. That's right. Welcome, everybody, to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want. A sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the NFC champ- the NFL Championship Weekend uh, recap edition here of What's Brewing. George Brew, Brian Sanborn will join us in a moment from now. What do we have to say about this weekend other than I think you got the two best teams in, in football. You know, you look at the Dallas Cowboys, the one seed in the NFC, there's a thing about getting to the point of being ready to win. Lou Holtz talked about that in the 80s, about his Notre Dame teams. Here you are. And the same thing with the Cowboys. Yes, very good football team. Yes, Dak Prescott, phenomenal rookie season. Ezekiel Elliott, phenomenal regular season. But after them, what did you really have? Dez is a when-he-wants-to-play player. Sean Lee's tremendous. Jason Wynn, you just got a feel for him. that he'll probably never play in the Super Bowl as long as he stays with the Cowboys. And it's almost one of those times where if they didn't have the year they had this year, does he go to Jerry Jones and say, can I go somewhere with a chance to win a la Ray Bork in the NHL at the end of his career, a la Junior Seau who went to New England at the end of his career to try to win, to try to win that Super Bowl? And the Cowboys will be back next year. But to have a, a, a very good running back, young in his career, as Ezekiel Elliott is, you're really looking for your next running back like two years in. Because guys don't have the staying power at the running back position that they do is if, you know, quarterbacks, wide receivers, the, the toll on the body isn't as much. Running backs are going to hit in every play. And then if they go running out of bounds, we kind of just give them a lot of grief, don't we? Taking on tacklers in the hole, getting through the hole, hitting a linebacker coming up. Not many players, not many running backs have five, ten-year careers in the NFL. Not as premier feature backs. Which makes it even weirder what's going to happen with Pittsburgh and Le'Veon Bell this year. Do the free agent. Do I think he leaves there? No. Foolish, too. That team's set up. We'll get into them in a little bit. But you look at the the NFC and the AFC Championship game, for that matter, and you just look at it this way. Tested through the playoffs is a big thing. Unfortunately for Green Bay, they got tested twice. 
He tested twice in the Giants in the first half against the New York football Giants, who, let's face it, it's the Cruz boys. Cruz, Beckham, Shepard, and Shepard had a decent first half. But Cruz and Beckham, especially, they hold on to the ball. That game's a totally different game. Eli Manning wasn't under siege that whole game. The Giants had no running game. But they pushed Green Bay in the first half. Second half was a laugher. But Dallas, Green Bay, take out the first quarter and a half of that game. Dallas was in control of that game. It came down to piss-poor clock management again with the Cowboys. Where have you heard that before this year? As to why they lost that football game. And when you look at the Green Bay Packers, the same rings true with the New York football giants. The New York Giants spent a lot of money, upwards of $200 million, to shore up the defensive side of the ball because Jerry Reese and most GMs understand one thing. Shelf lives of franchise quarterbacks is about 15 years. Eli Manning's in the league 12 years now. How much more closed than open is that window of opportunity for the New York Giants? And it's great for the Giants that they spend all that money on the defensive side of the football. Forgot a couple things. Forgot running backs. Forgot a tight end. Forgot the offensive line. So for the $200 million that you spent on the defensive side of the ball, you spend nothing on the offense. And I get it. Beckham's still on his rookie contract, so he's next year going to be looking to get paid because next year will be his. Let's face it. It's his contract year. Does all the crap around him go away? Does it? That's the question with them. But that's a show for another day. But in response to the Green Bay Packers, free agency there really isn't a big thing. They've hit. Aaron Rodgers was a hit and a hit and a hit and a hit, and they keep on hitting, and they hit 21 on that. Clay Matthews, they hit. Julius Peppers, is, in my record, since Reggie White went there, the biggest free agent you brought in. Some tells me that's not a good way to look. It's really not a good way to look at things. The defense that they had, the secondary they had, was decimated by injury this year. There's no depth. So when you're paying running back, once Eddie Lacy went down, putting Ty Montgomery back there. He's a wide receiver. He's not a running back. Christian Michael, there's a reason why he got cut from a team in, in Seattle who didn't have a running game. All year, since they, since they ultimately lost Marshawn Lynch. But when you look at a guy like Christian Michael, Brian, there's mm-hmm. a reason why I... guys like that got caught. A guy like why Devin Hester was there. <laughs> You're not finding oh, gems caught at week nine. Unless, of course, you had a Browns uh... and you could trade for Jamie Collins. Stupid. It's pretty rare. But then or you the look at, like, New lawyer, lawyer Malloy, and he has this one week of fame. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you just look at, like, New England with the trade for Eric Rowe, or the trade for uh, Kyle Van Noy. 
they don't really light up. Like, if you were doing a trade deadline show in the NFL, you would have a lot of time to talk about nothing. Cause crickets crickets would rain over an NFL except trade for deadline the, show. <laughs> except for this year with, the Jamie, with losing Jamie Collins. Um, with the trade of Jamie Collins, which is the biggest trade of the year. And New England always pulls off that blockbuster trade for some reason. Whether they're getting somebody or they're giving somebody Well, then they trade some linemen Um, to Tampa Bay a few years ago. Logan Menkins, or was it? Yeah. But that was before the season. I think that was before the season. Was that before? Even that. that Was that? I think it was preseason, maybe. Maybe that was preseason. I thought it was right now. I think it was. It was one of those, like, we were going to cut you, but we got something for you kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, my personal opinion is very simple. If New England's calling me to make a trade, I'm wondering what's going on. Yeah. It was August 20th. And the Patriots, it, that, and for that, the Patriots got Tim Wright, who played a big role in that Super Bowl win. Who played all roles in that Wright. Super Bowl win. That's right. I forgot about that Wait. guy. But, like, you're right. Like, if New England – but, see, this is what I said last week. And I go back to what I said last week. When the Atlanta Braves let Tom Glavin go, you should have asked mm-hmm. yourself why. When they were letting yeah. pitchers go, Steve Avery, him, Maddox, Smoltz, you had to start to say, oh, well, they, I think they know their guys. Why are they moving on at this point? And the fact that no other GM realizes this. Now, yep. a lot of people killed the Patriots for the Jamie Collins deal, where they got a conditional third-round pick if he left and for fourth now. But it kind of reminds me of the Adam Graves, Mark Messier trade with the Rangers from Edmonton back in 94 or 90, whatever, 91 oh. of us. 93. No, Graves, well, Messier, no, Messier was on the Rangers in 93. Right, so or ninety. Well, he was there in ninety one, I think. He was oh, there. That's right. The trade was like ninety one. But the thing is, it's it's one deal that sets up another deal, whether it be two days later as that one was, or a week later as that mm-hmm. one was, or yeah. the Jamie Collins deal where it was eight weeks later. The trade was Mingo for Collins. And at the end yeah. of the day, so the Patriots yep. got Mingo. They gave up a seventh and got a fourth from Cleveland for Collins. Unbelievable. So they got a player and a fourth-round pick for Jamie Collins, who's a malcontent up in Florida, who, if you believe stories that were coming out, that it's kind of like the Randy Moss thing with, with um, Bill O'Brien, where it wasn't going to end well, and they figured, well, we might as well get something for the man. And they did. And if yep. I, the fact that I have to say I mean, Bartizius Mingo, there, there are some I'm sure you're saying he's still on the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from Cleveland's point of view, I don't think that's a bad idea, though. I mean, you know, Jamie Collins is a good player. You know, if I can get myself a guy – and granted, I still would raise an eye, but I would say, hey, a fourth-round pick, marginally – For first-round pick in the league more than Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I get why they would do it. You know, but again, I raised that. I even when I first saw that trade, I said it's got to be something wrong with JB Collins. And I didn't even know anything about it, and I, I said to myself, okay, there's no reason. Why would New England just give that guy for that? Didn't make any sense. But then again, I thought, okay, it probably does, or maybe it sets something else up, or you know, sometimes you just have a logjam in a position, 
and a guy just needs to be moved. Maybe yeah. he's just unhappy at this playing time. And maybe the Browns, I figure maybe, listen, maybe the Browns got a good guy for good value. But then again, major culture change. Major shift. Yeah. It's very disappointing, I'm sure, for him, too. I'm sure he's loving watching this I right mean, now. You, no. You know, it, I, it's funny. You know how, like, all these teams now feel like we have to bring fans into the locker room. And they wait the day and put up the locker room post-game video. And I, I, I yeah. was watching the Patriot one Monday or yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was either, I think it was Patricia that walks over to Mingo, who I even forgot was still on the team. I mean, he, there's a guy who was like the first overall pick. He's playing special teams. <laughs> right? I forgot about that guy. I didn't realize he was on the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's how little – but see, that's how little of a role this guy played for New England this year. And they went up yeah. to him and they but said, you know what? are you happy to be here? Can I tell you? And he says, absolutely. Of course he is. Next year he'll be, he'll be dominant. I mean, he didn't get much play yep. even when Ninkovich was out. Mm-hmm. Ninkovich was out for the four weeks, played the same position. So when you're you trying to forget about. Right? Because the big yep. four-game suspension in New England happened to be the quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, um, we'll have to get to at some point tonight because – Hey, the Bills beat me. I'm so proud. <laughs> Which I and I remember talking to you and Rob about that right after it happened. I was like, "Yeah, beat Jacoby Brissett." Come oh, I'll tell you right now. I was in a New England. I was I was at a New England fan club because we were splitting because yeah. we were sharing the place. And I walked up to this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I talked to this Patriot all the time. I said, "Listen, a broken clock is right twice a day." We won. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I said I have no delusions. You know, I it, I was more happy that because the Bills needed to win. I wasn't. Yeah. More about like, hey, we're on par with New England. No, no, not at all. I mean, I already knew. Yeah. You know, he even looked at me and says, "We'll see you in four weeks." I said, "Yeah," and I dread every minute of it. <laughs> so I mean, you, I mean, you know, to me, that, you know, but that, I wonder. I just, if, you know, he just knows. Does these Buffalo win that game if it's Jimmy? If it's Garoppolo? Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure they do. I am not because you know listen the Bills didn't light it on fire. They only scored sixteen points. They really didn't move the ball at will on New England. Yeah, and, or page, so. and, and you really think about it, even going back to that game now, it's revisionist history. But yeah. the guy who everybody in New England loves took a very big offensive pass interference call in that play in that game. Yeah, first play from scrimmage was a what seventy yard catch and carry by Julian Edelman. I put them to the one. Yep. And it was called back. No, I so remember. even I in remember. that point, you know, at that point, New England goes up seven nothing. That could be a different game. But that, but you know, oh, there's no doubt. There's no, doubt. there's no doubt about it. Of course, yeah. No, but I get it. Listen, I didn't walk away from that game saying we're on par with New England. Not even a little bit. I was more of, hey, we can make the wild card. This this game could be big, going down the line because this is a yeah. game we usually don't get. That we got it. Yeah, remember I was telling you one, yeah, one of the reasons like, why the Bills missed the playoffs is because we usually lose to you twice, which means we have to go ten and four against the rest of our schedule, which is not yeah. easy to do for almost any team in the league. So except for New England, who goes eleven and well, one with I, Tom Brady and you get three and one. Saying, with, 
everybody you know else. I mean? We don't. Yeah, no. The Bills absolutely. don't get the luxury of winning their division at nine and seven. They don't get the luxury of winning their division at seven and nine or eight and eight. They just it doesn't happen. You know, so and you know what the sad part is? You know, they it don't definitely puts more pressure. The luxury of winning a division at ten and six, or being the no, two seed no, at eleven and five. That's true. I mean, now if they win eleven and five, they'd be doing twice. That could change things, but that's. You know, yeah, that absolutely could change. That's it. not likely. But see, but, even you know, with, I, I get your point. But going back to this eleven and five thing, everybody's blowing Atlanta right now. And how great their offense is! They were eleven and five. There's not they the were coming at the eighty five um, Bears. No, I mean, listen. I think Atlanta's been underrated a lot this season. They've been overlooked. Um, I think they've had a really good season. Um, I do mm-hmm. believe that Dallas was the best team in the NFC, and I still maintain that. I, I really think that the Cowboys got off to an, a dreadful start in that game and caught, you know, really got it going when it was just too late. And, that, and Aaron Rodgers made an amazing throw on third and 20. But I really believe that game goes overtime. If Dallas gets the ball, I think they win the game. I think they go right down the field and win it. I think, you'd, I think you're right. If they went to overtime in that game, I think they win. Here's the other thing, that I, my other problem with that game. Was and I, and I alluded to this in the opening of the show. Clock management killed the Cowboys for the second game this year. Calling a time spike in the ball mm-hmm. when you're pretty much a field goal when you're in field goal. Like this is what I don't understand. Jason Garrett, the Ivy League ginger, is supposed to be so smart, right? Yeah. You have 50 – we learned from the Giants that you have 15 seconds, to, up to 15 seconds on the play clock to talk to your quarterback. The fact that you're not telling him do not yep. spike the ball there with a timeout in your pocket. With Ezekiel no, Elliott. Ivy League in football, just look at Jason Garrett and yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a pretty decent backup, but he makes some of those boneheaded plays sometimes. For a guy that's supposed to have a very sharp IQ. You think he would be smarter than that? No, you would. Um, Just like housekeeping, news of the day stuff. Are we buying into this Ben Roethlisberger thing? No, not at all. I really think he – I think he's sending a message to the organization. I think there's something internally. And, you know, George, I didn't even see your game because, you know, the issues I had on Sunday. But I yeah, saw you like the night and some things. And, you know, just you didn't based on – no, but, I mean, I would have rather watch that than dealing with flooding in California, which is, you know, either or there. But This is true. But, you know, um, it just seems like to me, I mean, the Steelers play a soft zone. And to me, against the Lego, you're just asking for the, you're just you're you're begging. For oh, Brian, the, hold I mean, on. Brian, is, let's tease that for later. Let's tease that for later because I definitely want to get into that. Sure, let's absolutely. do that later because I want to okay, definitely so get into basically. That. All right, just to get back to Roethlisberger, I mean, listen, I'm sure he's feeling dejected, you know, and I'm sure at some level, the way that they lost to New England. I'm sure made him realize, like, wait a minute, why am I putting myself, you, you know, and, and I'm, they feel so much further away, you know, than before. You know what I mean? Like, they're, I mean, is there any reason to believe that Lincoln won't win this next year, too? I mean, unless there, there's some major, 
You know what I mean? And maybe, yeah, there, but I, I really believe there's something with Tomlin and there's something with going on in Pittsburgh um, that, you know, this usual stable franchise is not letting out or is going to come out. But again, I want to see how he feels in a couple weeks or a couple months, you know, when he goes home. And, yeah. I, I look at it this way. Here, There are things that I don't – there are questions – my my problem with sports media, my problems with the regular media is a completely different thing, and that's why me and you do a show. <laughs> that's right. My, my problem with sports media is I'm the same age as Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. We're both 82 babies playing mm-hmm. the NFL. I haven't taken the beating in my body for the 25 years like he has playing quarterback. It's the same thing I go back to when we first started this show and we talked about one Brett Barb. When you get to that age, on the, the only guy that you can yep. ask that question to tomorrow and you're going to definitive answer is Tom Brady because he's already said he wants to play until he's 50. And he's already, uh, other than being a um, Pills or Jets or Dolphins fan, is there anybody wishing that would come sooner? <laughs> I want to be Please. tonight. I it's mean, I, I, I no, no, and take that as a compliment, George. I mean, don't don't look at it as a as an insult. I, I'm no, no, dying no. And I mean dying. that I mean, in, in the complimentary yeah. way. It's yeah, I can't. Yeah. And that's why look, if know, I was a fan, if I was a like as a Devils fan growing up, you uh-huh. know, Ranger fans are going. When the hell's Brodeur retired? Hmm. Or a Flyers fan, when the hell's Bordeaux retiring? Or is a guy who plays yep. in the same division as Sidney Crosby? Is he going to retire anytime yeah. soon? The answer is no. Yep. Or when, when is Michael Jordan retiring? retiring? How about, yeah. yeah. How about when Michael – yeah. You know, when's Coach K going to retire? You're fan of the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but see, when here's Chris, the thing. When is Chris Mullen going to retire? Oh, wait, I'm just saying that just because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. The uh, game against St. Hall the other by the way, Saint, oh, just, on a, just to, not, not to get sidetracked, I got have to mention this. I can't leave that alone. St. John's had a top 35 in the nation center. They they have decommitted from him. He's been arrested multiple times in the last few months. So they have Her walked book. away from the 7-1 center. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so you know, annoyed, wind up, you know. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. But see, here's the thing. Like, and I go to this. Aren't local media guys supposed to do fluff pieces? You know, you would think that Buffalo. I, has I mean, Brady goes on Kirk. Um, they, Brady, Brady I mean, goes on Kirk and Kelly, and they're asking about a couple of fluff guys. I mean, does, does, oh does, yeah, they does do. The Boston the guys who talk to Brady. I mean, Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Buffalo does too, though. I mean, they have John Murphy and Donald Jones do a show, but then they they're very fluffy. You know, John Murphy's very fluffy. You know, Chris Brown is they're they're very corporate Buffalo. They're, they're Connected with the team, but then you got your other guys that are more edgy and a little bit more critical, you know. So, I, and I guess that I think they realize but, that that sh- that that rhetoric does not work this day and age because of Twitter, because of Facebook. You know, people see all these opinions; they have to kind of keep up with it. But I understand that. But like, here's the thing: Danny Ainge goes on Toucher and Rich every like Thursday morning or whatever. He doesn't uh-huh. give you anything. Belichick goes on Dale and Holly every Monday. He doesn't give you a damn thing. 
Brady's been asked about his, you know, friendship with Trump, and he doesn't understand why it's a big thing, and I don't either. But Roethlisberger uh-huh. goes on 93-7, to 7, a fan in Pittsburgh, the Cook and Pony show. Eh, that doesn't sound like a show, right? Right. And they ask him about it, and then he goes, you know, I'm going to take the offseason, evaluate, consider all options. Mind you, five-year extension in 2015, he's good to go to 2020. It was five years, ninety-nine mm-hmm. million or something. So he's not like he's looking for a new contract. Mm-hmm. He's had major injuries. He's not a guy where he's going to get hit and the play ends. When he gets hit, the play starts. Very much like Rogers. Hmm. Mind yep. you, Rogers is a year behind these guys. Rogers you know what's amazing the 05 draft. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's amazing about Roethlisberger? He was only sacked 17 times this season, which is way low. For he him. also missed two games. So <laughs> He also missed two games. True, but even so, 17 is not a yeah. real, you know, overwhelming number. Uh, Nashville scored 3-2 mm-hmm. to two Nashville over the Sabres. Uh, uh, so, anyway, sorry, sidetracked again. But you know, no, no. But see, but here and here's the way I go with this. Mike Tomlin was asked, I guess, in an end of the year press conference or something, or maybe he has his own show. And I heard, and he said, "This isn't the first time I've heard this out of Ben." Okay, that's where I start to take it seriously. When you start talking about it in the media. I don't know if it's that call. I I think Ben Roethlisberger has enough has built up enough when it comes to the Rooney family. Yep. That he's got enough goodwill built there. Where I think if it and, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just in. I, I kind of think oh. that franchise quarterbacks have enough built up equity so that when you know. Hey, you know the cheerleaders really not getting us ready to play on Sunday. Oh, you you know for sure that could be said. that you know for sure the I'm sure that GM right now and the organization is holding their breath very very tightly. And, and if, yep. look, if he's if if Tomlin's saying, and look, I, I think Mike Tomlin is a dope. I think he is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. I, you you know, can't have I'll that much this. talent and lose every year. I'm, I'm sorry. You can't yep. have that much talent and lose every year. Well, listen, they made the AFC Championship game. They lost to England. I mean, that's, but here's the thing. And <laughs> okay. this is what I've noticed. To be one of the 15 that, teams, because – all right, so when you're at six years in a row of New England getting there, seven years, whatever New England's mm-hmm. at, Brian, I'm sorry. You're playing for one spot because New England mm-hmm. always gets oh. there. By the way, Colin Cowherd had a very interesting take, and I want to get your opinion on this. He said, okay. and if you think about it, Mike Tomlin is basically Rex Ryan with a franchise quarterback. Yes, he is. I actually, I, I, actually I could be doubt that at all. That. I mean – Meaning, if Rex Ryan had been Roethlisberger, you know, maybe he would be making playoff games and winning playoff games. Think about this. If Rex Ryan had been Roethlisberger, mind you. Right now on the Bills? No. Or just with the Jets? 
let's 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 be revisionist history here. Let's go uh-huh. back to 2004 when that draft choice was made. Yeah, Pennington was already having the loopy arm. Right. Shea, he was he was going to be a good quarterback in my opinion. I think he would have been again. I'm not saying he would have been you know a great quarterback, but I think he could have been a guy. For example, on a Jets team down the line, he could have won a Super Bowl. I think it was possible. Mm-hmm. But you had the chance to draft him. You could have moved up to get him. Yeah. Because 03, the Jets were awful. Because they lost Pennington for half the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. You had moved up and got Roethlisberger, and you brought Rex in. I think Rex wins 09-10. Definitely. You know, I got to tell you, I, I really think those two Jet teams, you can make a strong argument they had the most talent in the league. They those teams, and again, no offense to New England or anybody else or Pittsburgh. I, you no, because I, I sat in Gillette that Stadium and watched line, that game. That offensive was line stacked. was that defensive line I mean, was stacked. You had Cromartie and they good receivers. Yeah, they were stacked, man. I mean, it's, team was it's amazing. The only problem they George, had was if, Mark Sanchez. George, if they would have had Alex Thomas type guy, they would have won a Super Bowl. How many how many Super Bowl how many quarterbacks do you think could have won a Super Bowl with that team? I think Matt Castle could have won a Super Bowl with that team, right, George? That's how far I'm going with this. <laughs> I think Castle was better than Sanchez. Well, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yes, but I, that's my point. You know, I I I really think if they had a, a Matt Castle type guy, they they probably would have placed at Lombardi, or at least made it. Yeah. I agree with you, and that's you know maybe that's the you know. I guess, you know, here's the bottom line. Do we – like, is Mike McCarthy that great of a coach? No. I got told this – I got is told it? yesterday morning that I'm absolutely nuts that I don't think Mike – I think Mike McCarthy's an idiot. And I started – and the funny thing is – and the funniest part is I started the show saying that, is that I think – granted, I've heard two different stories on the third and 20 play. One is – is that they practice that in, the, in, in training camp. Well, that looks nice to show your fans. You didn't practice that the week before the game. Mm-hmm. That may be a protection thing. You may practice that protection. But Jared Cook, Jared Cook, the guy who caught the ball, said that Aaron Rodgers came out before that play and drew that play up like a, like a backyard quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, so, it really comes down to, you know, if you, if you think about the NFL in general, right? You know, we always talk about the big four. You got to have an owner, obviously, right? You have yeah. to have strong ownership. You have he, to have a strong quarterback, a good, strong GM, a, a strong coach. Is it, is it safe to say? But I don't even, it's funny. I, I want to get to you something about Brady. No, see, I don't. I, I don't throw J. I don't throw GM in there for one reason. Mm-hmm. The Patriots don't have a GM. So the GM person on the list. You, you would say of of importance, you would put GM fourth on the list. No, I wouldn't even put GM there. I'd put player personnel. Okay. Who player personnel. I see. See, to me, I think a GM works in hockey. A GM works in baseball. A GM works in football and basketball. GM is my guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you talking about? Twenty three in an active roster in the NHL. 
15 yeah, in Jay, the you NBA. Have those, you have to 25 be really sharp with the draft, though. The draft is very important yeah. hockey. That develops you for years. And, you know, look at Columbus right but now. But what I'm saying, example. why I say player personnel guy, mm-hmm. let's just gander here. Super Bowl. Where's Pioli from? Where's Dimitra from? What are they? They're Belichick guys. They learn from a guy who says, you know, sometimes you just don't make the big splash. You go get guys. Alex Mack, great signing by Atlanta. Address the need. GM, here, here's why I don't think GM's on that list, Brian. Jerry Reese. I started this. Jerry Reese spent $200 million on the defense. Forgot he needed an offensive line. Forgot he needed a running back. You're telling me that Matt Forte doesn't fit in with the Giants? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the Giants, but you know, I really do think a big part of their problem is their line, though. But again, great their running backs also make lines better. Yeah, great running backs yeah. make lines better. I mean, oh Ezekiel Elliott makes the Cowboys line look even better than they are. Well, Sean McCoy too. You know, it's, it's funny. Makes the Bills look a lot better. What did we hear? Like, what did we hear all last year? Oh, the Cowboys line's not that good. It didn't change. What changed? Mm-hmm. No, DeMarco Murray or an Alfred Mars. Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess here's the thing. You know, here's the funniest thing. Like, I know certain teams have gotten away without having – like, New England kind of made this kind of cachet, you know, just having some running backs. But first of all, Deion Lewis is a lot better than people think, all right? And – Yep. But, you know, are we undervaluing the importance of, of a really good running back? Like every, because I think everybody thought oh, I could just have anybody, you know. I don't think that's always the case. I mean, you know, you have to have a guy that can make some plays. I mean, you have to have a guy that, you know, you have third to have a guy that four can get you a big first down. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think and, it comes down to, do you have a guy that when he's a Legarrett wants this guy, you know. But let's remember, Garrett Blunt, before he got into his troubles at Oregon, was a first-round pick. May have been the Heisman Trophy winner that year. That's very true. So let's let's not forget that Garrett Blunt was first-round talent that got himself thrown off the team in Oregon under Chip. Yep. Let's not forget that. But Garrett Blunt, the perfect second-half back. Lewis and James White. James White fits into that mold of Kevin Falk and Shane Vereen. Catches the ball. You even see him on the field the other night. Dan Lewis couldn't run the ball the other day. But that's because they didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Which leads us directly into our next point. <laughs> okay. Patriots are going to their ninth total Super Bowl. Ninth. It's more than anybody else in the history of the NFL. No yes, one else is on the I'm aware. I which am means very aware. That <laughs> 19. But think about it this way, Brian. And this is going to make. And this is why I, I do this. And I. And me and you. This is why we get along. Because you're going to hear yeah. exactly what I'm going to say. They went to one, or two, or one until Bob Kraft bought the team. In 22 years, they've been to eight which feeds right into your point about ownership. It feeds right oh, into your point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you, 
and, and don't and don't let anybody get it twisted. They suck. They were the Cleveland Browns of ineptness. You want well, to I mean, you had some good years. With, you had some good years with um, with with Parcells. The Browns have had good years too. Okay, but you put no, but that was pros craft. That's true. I mean, Cleveland was really good in the eighties. People forget that they they that team was good. They made three but, AFC championship remember, games in four years. Okay, but that's also the Baltimore Ravens. I'm talking about the new Cleveland Browns. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Let's 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 consider it this way. The Ravens came in in '95. Kraft's first season was '94. Okay, '94 mm-hmm. in his first year, he made the playoffs. Had Drew, but then you look at like '96. Look at the drafts that they had: Curtis Warren, Teddy Bruschi, Adam Vinatieri. It's crazy. And set that franchise up for the run that they went on. But. Yep. If you look at it since 1994, and we just celebrated the 23rd anniversary of Mr. Kraft buying well, the team on no, no, Saturday. No, no, no. Let, let's, let's rephrase this for people listening. George celebrated this. I did not necessarily yeah. celebrate this. <laughs> we, we as a nation, Patriots nation. Okay. I, okay, Sit okay. <laughs> Remember, you got to go back. And, and for you people who listen to this show – who piss and moan at what's brewing that <laughs> on the Twitter. For you people that piss and moan about the Patriots, just remember this. It's your owner's fault. The Patriots couldn't sell it. The Patriots had less people than the Chargers are going to have this year. No, I remember. Never believe me, when I was a kid, I, I remember watching games. Um, of the, And again, I'm not a lot of, a lot of, Whatchamacallit. A lot of fans could be fickle, you know? I, I mean, fickle. you know, they were I, I, I mean. Who the hell wanted yeah. to go to Sullivan Stadium? But I forget that. It was Kraft that sold that team out in 94. They haven't missed it. They haven't had a non sellout since. Yeah. I, I would love to look at, like, the drafts. And the reason I say this. I can only remember one one time since Bledsoe did the Patriots pick top ten on their own pick. Mayo was, you know, San Francisco's first round pick. And was it 07 or whatever it was. They haven't made the, they haven't picked in the top ten since two thousand. The two thousand one draft, whatever it was, yeah, two thousand one draft. It's two thousand or five and eleven. Mm-hmm. That team went from eleven five and eleven to eleven and five on the Super Bowl, and started that season zero and two. Uh, yes, I remember. <laughs> Mo Lewis, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I did I ever tell you the time I met Mo Lewis? No. I met him in like oh two oh three, and I asked him oh, if he'd wow. gotten his ring yet. And he oh, said, "What ring?" George. I said, "The Patriots Super Bowl ring." <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, George. yes, I did. I asked uh, him if he got thank you cards from everybody. But but even going back to that, if you believe Michael Holly's book, they were trying. But 
Parcells, uh, Belichick wanted to move on from Bledsoe anyway. Because he did not think he was his quarterback. Yep. And who was, and who was, and who was there to take the bait? Oh, Brady. <laughs> no, the Bills. <laughs> yeah. I, but you know what, though? You know what? He wasn't actually that bad. I mean, he he wasn't. No. He had a couple of good seasons. I mean, you know, but still. But Bledsoe, but Bledsoe at that point had the most, I, I mean, not to say he had a, a great amount of mobility early in his career, but he had the mobility of yeah. a microphone fan. Yeah. I'll tell you, that guy, that guy really threw a beautiful football, though. He really did. He did. Two he threw a great long ball. Really nice throws. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he threw a great long yeah. ball. He couldn't throw anything else. Kind of like Elijah Manning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, Drew, Drew Bledsoe was better than him. Right. I really yeah, believe that. Yeah, you're probably right. I actually think you're right. Drew mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Bledsoe didn't win Super Bowl. He's not a Hall of Famer. He went to two. Think about it. No, wait a minute. It's your point. No, he, did. he won a Super Bowl. No, no, he didn't win a Super Bowl. He played. He was on the back. You know what? It's Super interesting. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other topic for another day. But anyway. But, but he, I still but think. What well, he right did? Listen, he did win the title game that year. But, no, I was just saying, like, think about it this way. If Drew Bledsoe wins the Super Bowl, uh-huh. right, if people actually give him credit for getting there, getting them there after Brady got hurt against Pittsburgh on a dirty tackle, I see you, Pittsburgh. How long before we bring up sports guy Mike's bitchy tweet? Just how long do we do it? I, I, oh, I, I literally been You know I'm waiting for it. You know it's what I'm waiting for. I know. Oh, I've I've resurrected on Twitter, by the way. So I'm I'm back. I need I just need a break. I need I need a break from the madness, as you know it. Let's see. Oh, great! There's a lot of oh, there's a lot of it. Oh, there's a lot of it. Oh, here it is. (laughs) He started his he started his tweeting on the weekend of sharing that Reuters photo of Trump. Um, but yeah, here, we'll get into that. <laughs> I never heard of Trump. Who, who are you referring to? We'll, we'll get to that. That'll be our halftime show today. Because, oh, you know, I, did, I, I, I figured out – the funniest thing is I figured out how to use OneNote, and I have jots down, and the timeline I uh, put down, completely shot this shit. Oh, <laughs> boy. By the way, right, I'm going to give so, you I'm going to give you a teaser for later in the show. Okay. The Buffalo Bills fan here actually has something I look up to Tom Brady about. We'll get to that later. That that you didn't ever think I'd ever say <laughs> that, would you? Hey, you <laughs> but know I'll what? get to it later. <laughs> hey, let's let's face let's let's in 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 the words of sports guy Mike, let's take a pause for the cause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll admit. Okay, I, I give full, full, full closing. I, you know, that's really okay. Sorry, I hung over something that's way okay. too long. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, full, full disclosure. It anno- I mean, at some level, I get annoyed. Okay, I'm tired of it. Okay, it doesn't mean, um, you know, I'm not rejoicing over it. You get my point. I mean. You'll get a congratulations from me in two weeks if they win. I'm not, am I going to go crazy about it? No, but I'll give you one. No. You know, I'm not um, going to be, you know, there's, a, but at some point, you know, some Bills fan 
she's a female fan. She had a very interesting comment on our board. And it just resonated mm-hmm. with me. He said, you know, she said, you know, she's been a Bill fan her whole life. She's from Buffalo. She's a fan for 40 years. Just like, kind of like me, except not yeah. from Buffalo. And yeah. she said, you know, at some point, do we just sit back and say, let's just admire how great this franchise is and just root for them <laughs> at this point? Like, what she's saying is, it's like, what is the, like, instead of being fueled with hate, why don't we just say, hey, you know, just let it go. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of at that point. It's just... Like, did people hate the Kennedys for being Camelot? No, I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not saying I'm rooting for it, George. I mean, of course I'm going to root for Atlanta, okay? But I'm yeah. not going to be... I'm not going to be the guy that goes on Facebook and starts talking trash about New England if they lose. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I say maybe something like, you know... Dear Atlanta, thank you, signed non-New England fans. Yeah, but I'm not going to sit there and talk trash of New England and trash them all the time. You, you know what I mean? They, they, they're just yeah. too good for me. I can't see anything. You know, and I think that's, you know, fans out there are probably sick and tired of New England, and I understand it. I'm sure people were the Yankees at some point. But this goes beyond it's the reason why wrestling the fans hate John Cena. Yeah. It's the reason why wrestling fans hate John Cena. They're just... You know what it is? I think it's yeah. a country. We're just or tired Tiger of Woods. Tiger Woods on was top. another one. Yeah, Tiger Woods was another I think one. Country, we're just tired. Yeah, we're tired mm-hmm. of seeing somebody on top every year. I'm we have to knock sure, them down. George, I'm sure at some level, I know you don't get tired of it, <clears throat> but I'm sure if you no. sit and think about it. I'm no, sure if you sit and think about it. I'm sure you can understand why, and I, I get that. You know, It's even like on a smaller scale, when the Bills made their third and fourth Super Bowl, people say, I'm tired of seeing the Bills. I understand that. Doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy it. It's just, but I understand why you do. So, you know, and I think that's, you know, fans just got to get a better perspective. You know, that's just my opinion. But See here, this is the way I think with that. Because my wife's a Giant fan. My whole family's Giant fans. My father-in-law is a Jets fan. Poor bastard. Did you, did you run away from home? Is this why you became a New England fan? Did you, did no, you run I away from home? No, I became a New you England fan because I was ass hurt that the Giants cut Phil Simms. We've had this discussion before. I know. I'm kidding but, with you. I'm just, I'm trying to get you going. I'm trying. <laughs> but see, but here, like, here's the way I look at this. Why do people hate Donald Trump? And it has nothing to do with his rhetoric. Or what he said. Partly, it's a it's a very complex. No, has nothing to do with it. Answer. No, it has nothing to do with it. You know why people hate Donald Trump? And because they're jealous of him. Billionaire. Now he's the president. He had everything he wanted, and now he you know he's got everything, and now he wants more. Yep. Would That's I true. love for the Patriots to go sixteen and zero or nineteen and zero? Yes. Will it ever happen? No. And you know what? I've resigned to the point that that one year was super special. The Giants got the better of us on that day. Yep. They played ten times. Did they win? Not? Did the Patriots win nine? Yeah, but that's why we love the NFL. Ray Do you want to hear something amazing? You know what's amazing about the Giants? In three of their four Super Bowls, you can make that same exact statement. Yeah. 
Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like the only one they kind of won clean, true and clean. I'm not saying clean like cheating, or I'm just talking is the is Super Bowl. But 21. they blew them out. Yeah, yeah no, that was a decisive win. Like the other ones, you could sit there and say, yeah, the other team was better. <laughs> even a little and bit I more even so think your guys say than even the Bills were, because that Giants team was very good actually. That 1990 team was, but Sims got hurt, you know, so that that team was yeah. a lot better than people. They were ten and zero. At one point, so yeah, but still, a lot of people still didn't give the team any credit. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I told you, but I heard some guy call up the fan one day and yeah. started comparing Eli and Sims to Hostetler. He even put Brady in there. Hostetler, and I said, if you're comparing, if you're comparing Brady and one to Hostetler, I'll give you that. Don't give me yes. That. I won't even do that. I won't even do that. Brady was better. But I'll even go this way with that, though. When you look at Brady compared to Hostetler, and we'll get into the game. We'll still get into the game starting at about 11 o'clock. We have a lot. But when you look at, like, the Brady (laughs) – there's only two games to talk about. But you look at the Brady-Hostetler thing. That was true until the bye week. Oh wait, the uh-huh. Patriots had a week seventeen by that week sixteen by that year. Oh, that's Just right. remember, I that. remember that. Because of nine eleven, the Patriots were supposed to have a week seventeen by. That's right. Instead, that game they were supposed to play against Carolina got pushed to week seventeen. So the Patriots had a week mm-hmm. sixteen by. And let Oakland just decimate themselves. Oakland mm-hmm. loses to the Jets. Give Patriots the home game. And what happens? Stuck rule, everything else. But Hostetler took over in week 11. Mm-hmm. He didn't do the heavy lifting for that team. And that team was terrible down the stretch. Yeah. All you gotta do is watch the America's game, which the NFL Network does such a NFL films and NFL Network do such a great job on those. I will say they do, yes. They do. Like those America's games. I'm still waiting for like you know, remember when they like got done with all of them and then they started doing like the you know, Lost Glory and they did that ninety eight Vikings theme. I was like, Oh, don't do a two thousand seven Patriot one because you know you already had that chin thing halfway done. And they really did. Yeah, they had the entire. They probably had ninety percent of that America's game done because they had done the sixteen and zero retrospective. But still, but but <clears throat> getting away from that. When you look at the Pittsburgh New England, I got yeah, I got some funny stuff to share with you later. But go go ahead, continue. When you look at that Pittsburgh New England game, I was nervous mm-hmm. going into it. Not because I thought the Patriots would win. I just don't. I have this thing in, in big games, especially now that I am, you know, hobbly the hobble horse with one foot. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with close games. I, I don't deal well with them. I start pulling my hair out. I dip more than anybody else should. 
I can't drink because I'm on Percocets. Oh, but can't you even need to. Like, <laughs> no, you're not. You don't. You don't need to. <laughs> oh but man. When I look at that game, and you kind of, and here's the problem that I get to. I start watching, you know, game day morning. And I start listening to these guys say how the Patriots can lose. And I start going, oh, my God, how are we going to stop Bell? How are we going to stop Brown? How are we going to do this? And then you just remember, you have Tom Brady. (laughs) You know what's funny? One, I had a great great debate in L.A. radio about Mm -hmm. who's more important, Belichick or Brady. It was Marcel Marcel Wiley. Well, Kraft was mentioned by Marcellus Wiley. He talked about it a little bit. But uh, who's the guy in the NFL Network? The guy used to play for the Niners with the Dreads. Eric Davis? Eric, Eric Davis? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he comes on, and he is animate that Tom Brady is the reason. And it's not even close in his opinion. And I was a little taken back by that. You know, I, I was like, you know, because I really feel Belichick. But then again... You know, he's saying, was Bill Belichick really a quarterback's coach before Brady came along? Not really. I will say this. I mean, Cleveland, you know, like what, you know, I mean, maybe what he's trying to say is is he's trying to give Brady more credit than people give him credit for is what he's trying to say. Yeah. You know what's funny? You never hear anything about how how Joe Montana was a system quarterback because it's like sacrilege or something. Um, well, I mean, you know, I think that the thing, that one of the mistakes of Joe Montana, it's kind of similar to Jordan. And he, I'm going to give you an example, okay? Mm-hmm. Hypothetically speaking, if LeBron James wins three more championships and goes and wins six, will will people anybody think he's better than Jordan? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But if you look no, at because LeBron Michael played for six one. And, he played for one. That's not even that though. I, I'm going to remove that for a second. They're going to because Jordan went six and zero in finals. LeBron would be six and three. Like I think. The you know, I heard Colin Coward had you, the same debate. Yeah, people didn't see Jordan lose a championship, so they feel that is almost untouchable. Like, what if LeBron went seven and five in titles in some crazy? You know, you know what I mean. Or six and five. I mean, eleven. Does it mean like eleven finals or some crazy thing? I mean, you know, but but people have not seen the blemish of Jordan. People have seen LeBron have blemishes. So yeah, and I heard but, Tom, and I heard Tom you know, Calvert a couple of weeks ago had the same debate about it. Mm-hmm. Really? And he says you really can't take away the fact that Brady lost because he got there. Getting there still counts for something. I, this drives me crazy, okay? Because, and again, maybe me being a Bills fan, I'm a little more sensitive to it, but there's still something to be said for making a Super Bowl, okay? It's Look, still, winning a conference championship is still a very difficult thing to do. I go this way. If Kurt Warner only went to one Super Bowl, is he, in, is he a finalist for a gold jacket? No. 
No. But because he went to three, I give him credit for that. He's a finalist. I, 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 listen, I, I do think – now, again, if you're going to – okay, Jim Kelly's a Hall of Famer. John Elway mm-hmm. won two Super Bowls. Okay, they both went to four or five. You know, there is a differentiation once you get to a level and say, okay, hey, you need some wins when I compare you to another quarterback. But if you're telling me the guy's a Hall of Famer, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, just because he loses some Super Bowls, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, if Tom Brady loses in two weeks, okay, is that going to diminish his legacy? No, no, not in the least. See, here's the way I look at this, and I could be totally wrong. But when you look at Montana, for instance, granted, just the same as Tom Brady, that division's awful. But Montana played in 23 playoff games. It was a different era. Um, There's a different era, yes, there was. But there, and granted, there were no – and, and look, there was, there was, what, three wild card teams back then. Brady's never made the playoffs. Yeah, because, the, because, yeah, because I think didn't every division – every division winner had a – wait a minute. No, back in the day, it was – only, no, you only had the one wild no. card. There was, no, there was two wild – there was three wild cards. We, just, we decided – Three? That. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were three wild cards. That's right. No, but that was in the 90s. I'm talking about the 80s. Hold hold on. Because I think it was... uh, um, Let me bring up an 89 season. And and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the Bills have something to do with this, of course. Just because I remember by reference. The Bills pulled the Giants that year and went 9-7 and and won their division and made the playoffs. Right? So... Because the rest of the division was horrible. Okay, that that year the Bills went nine and seven. Pittsburgh and Houston went nine and seven. They played in a wild card game. That's it. There were no. So the all back okay, there were two days, wild cards. The Bills got a buy for going nine and seven, <laughs> which is yeah, crazy. Two wild cards, it, right? You're right. Okay. Yeah, so but I think you're right. There the was third, a point. The, war, the third yeah. wild card came in in 1990. But what I'm yes, saying is, right. you had a Brady's always won his division. Yeah. Right? Let's not forget this. Take out the years Montana won. Mm-hmm. Very pedestrian stats. Again, there you, go. you know, listen, I don't, I, I don't like to compare stats because the game was so much different back then. No, I, no, no. I, and I, I agree with you. And it's hard to compare generations. Yeah. I honestly believe And by the way, I, that's you know, the stupidest thing we do. Yeah, John Way, just for reference, I'm looking at like ninety eight, the Niners won fourteen games. The mm-hmm. second place team they had eleven wins. The third place team had nine wins. The year before, three teams had ten wins. That division was actually not that bad. The NFC West wasn't as good as the NFC East. But like one year San Francisco yeah. went thirteen and two. In eighty seven, the mm-hmm. the Saints went twelve and three as a wild card. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Like you know, yeah, they, but that's um, a strike show in here. Yeah. True, but, but but when you when you come down to the end of it though, when you talk about Brady Man, Brady Montana, 
I don't even think uh-huh. Peyton Manning even sniffs it anymore. I don't think Aaron Rodgers sniffs it anymore. I think the reason why when the Brady-Belichick debate comes up, and yes, Belichick did go 11-5 with Matt Castle. He did go 3-1 and one with Jacoby Brissett and um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, understandably. And for you non-Patriot fans, you will hang your hat on that. Be like, oh, look, Brady's a system quarterback. Boo, 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 boo. Brady makes a system. No, 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 no. It's no. That's way. It's no. I'm telling you from my point of view, it's we we got to move beyond that. Okay. Now, I just think when you really look at it, George, people are trying to determine if Brady's the best ever. Okay. He very well may be, okay? But let's say mm-hmm. he isn't, for example. We're, listen, who are we comparing here, right? We're comparing two or three of the greatest players to ever play the position, yes. right? I just think it's mm-hmm. fair to say that New England has the greatest organization ever assembled in modern football history, no matter how yes. you place it. You want to say Belichick's the best, the, the best? They all work in synergy together. Is Bob Kraft now the best football owner in the history of the game? You can make a strong argument yes. if they win the two weeks that, yes, that's, that is absolutely correct. Bob Kraft is putting himself mm-hmm. in Jerry Buss territory right now. Mm-hmm. Brennan. Which I would even say higher than that. It's rare for Because I think, I think Jerry Buss was better than Steinbrenner, personally. When you really think about the excellence that guy, that guy had, his run, that's pretty nuts. I mean, that's the level... I mean, Steinbrenner had some dips and flows. Evan, you know what I mean? He he had some ups yeah. and downs. But Kraft has been. But do you even consider the he, fact that look at just Montana? That mm-hmm. team was kept together for 50, for ten years. So, yeah, salary cap, them cheating the cap, stuff like that. Oh, did I just say cheating? No, that was the that was Elway and the Broncos. Um, oh, well, the Niners had their share of that, too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the untold story. But anyway. Yeah. I digress. All right. It's 11 o'clock. We promised to get into the game with you. Sure. I looked at the game, and like I was saying, I was kind of nervous for going in because they really are trying to make people bet on Pittsburgh. Just like mm-hmm. wide lines at three. I bet you that goes up to about six. Get some more yeah, I'll be in Vegas this weekend, so I'll I'll uh, take take a peek at some of the some of the books. Yeah, I guarantee you that line goes up. Mm-hmm. But when you look at Pittsburgh, you go back to two thousand two, two thousand one, really. New England has owned them. I mean, you really should really check the deed on the Steelers because it should say Belichick at this point. They beat them twice, and one of the times. I think Matt Castle was the quarterback. I mean, it's just, it's dreadful. I mean, Tom Brady has like, I don't think he had thrown an interception against Mike Tomlin yet. Isn't that correct? I think that's true. Yeah. And, and think about it. That's even playing against Troy Palomaro. And it was great yeah. Steeler defenses. Well, they were good. They were good. Oh, by the way, is it I time mean, I, to I, I, my tweet? No. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> In reference to Brady's fumbled 
sneak. The ball was out before he went to the ground, period. These refs are as blind or as cheating as N.E. is. <laughs> 11 minutes later. Now, mind you, Sports Guy Mike doesn't tweet anymore or as much. But he tweets during Patriots. Obvious P.I. are not called on New England. Surprise, dis- surprise, surprise, disgusting. I don't remember an obvious P.I. that was missed in that game. I, I, listen, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna give you more of an analysis in a different perspective for this game. But go ahead. Okay. Um, the Steelers are missing opportunities, but the refs have to do their bleeping job and call it on both sides of the ball. I'm gonna guess that was the Edelman personal foul, but who knows? Great push-off, Edelman. It's the only way you could get separation. No, seriously, Edelman was wide open the entire game. Bandwagon New England fans, how about you wait till next year to root for your team actually lost already? Put a sock in and let the real fans talk. Can we, can we, can we back up a second for Sports Guy Mike? Sure. Please mm-hmm. tell me why a kid from the Bronx loves the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's right. That's what I tweeted out. Just saying, I you know, and again, I, I know when I make the comments about the bandwagon, I don't mean you, George, when I say that New England. I want you to be very, I want, yeah. I want to be very clear on that. <laughs> I know. Oh, here you go. Yeah. What a bad call, Haley. Fade route. Really? Fire Haley. I think yes. That must have been when Darius Hayward Bay forgot the ball was thrown to him. And Eric Rose, <laughs> like, thank you. You know, no team should make a Super Bowl with Darius Hayward Bay on their roster. Oh, wait, probably New England will get him next year and he'll have 70 catches. Yeah. <laughs> Up here we go. Bronco fans, I know who you are. Put a sock in about the Steelers, especially after the grease fire your team was after winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Were the Broncos really a grease fire? They lost the quarterback. Good job, sports guy, Mike. Oh, here you go. Now he starts retweeting people. Joe Montana's winning percentage and Brady. It's nice. Um, thanks for the great season, Steve. It just wasn't your night. Uh, good night, Twitter. You're pissing me off. Bandwagon fans make me sick. So that was Sports Guys Mike's tweets and review for the Patriots Steelers game. Place of bitterness there. I I mean I, I don't get it, Brian. I don't get bitterness from teams. Your team wasn't that good this year. You blew the Cowboy game. Hey, you know what? You don't want people pulling fire fire uh, alarms in the middle of the night in your hotel? Go 15-1. Take a break. Be right back. Yeah. 
Headblade, check us out at headblade.com. Hey, it's Coach Kevin from Superfans.com. Superfans shirts. Superfans has Boston's best t-shirts. Uppercase B's for the adults and lowercase B's for the kids. You see our street hustlers at your favorite event or you shop with us at Superfans.com. At Superfans, we're just like you. We take pride in our town and support the best our teams have to offer. Listen to your New England soul. Visit Superfans.com and say hello next time you see us around town. We make Boston's best t-shirts for New England's best fans. Superfans! Superfans is a proud sponsor of Dirty Water TV. All right, we're back. Me and Brian here. Brian, can you get the bitter? I mean, seriously, can we call up a restaurant and get him a reservation for a table and just say they're party one? Brian, did you hit mute on your phone again? Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Would you hit mute on your phone? Okay, hold on a second. Hold on one second, okay? Okay. I'll keep the show going. Can you, can you hear me now? Technical difficulties. I can, can hear you. Hear you. Me now? Good. Good. All right, we're good. Okay, can yeah. I get excited just okay. for one thing really quick? Sure. You know, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm having a little moment, right? Down okay. four to two in the third. The Sabres once again get off the mat. Jack Eichel wins it on a beautiful move in overtime, 5-4. This guy, I'm going to tell you, the one thing I like about, the one thing I love about Jack, he does have a flair for the dramatic. He does come up big in blatant games. And, and I love that about him. You know, and I hope that that's a trend that. So listen, the Sabres, you know, we put together three in a row. We're creeping back in the playoff spot. So good stuff. But anyway, I just, I had to get that off my mind. That's okay. So can we call up a restaurant and get Sports Guy Mike a bitter party on one table? I think that's fair to say we could do that. We could accommodate that request. <laughs> yeah, like we'll call up like the Colorado Springs Denny's. Oh, where where he could put all his little awards up. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I almost reached out to him tonight to see if he'd want to come on. But, oh, you should have. You know. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it and then I remembered I live in an apartment building and I don't want my wife to come in here yelling at me. Yeah, probably a good idea. Eh, it's better off this way. <laughs> Alright, so you, you look at the game and, and I am of the belief, and maybe I'm wrong, but Le'Veon Bell against New England is extremely ineffective because of every reason why everybody says it. He takes too long to set up. New England doesn't over-pursue. Mm-hmm. That I agree. You know, D'Angelo Williams gets the ball, hits the hole. And honestly, if I'm Mike Tomlin, that would have been the move I made. I wouldn't wait for the groin to flare up. Oh, by the way, way to put him up on the injury report there, Mike. That's not cheating. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) 
By the way, do you know Antonio Brown has a contract with Facebook Live? Yes. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> anyway. that, that's one problem I have with the Steelers. The second one, Antonio Brown checked out of that game when he wasn't getting the ball. Yep. Kudos to Patrick Chung and Deron Harmon for making a touchdown-saving tackle. Now, I didn't see the game, but this is my feeling on that, okay? You know New England is going to spend a lot of time and effort on Antonio Brown to shut him down. Mm-hmm. But that that's where I give Antonio Brown bubble screens, reverses. I find a way to get this guy to football. Yes. I find a way, you know, on a reverse or something, you can't, you know, you design some plays – where you can get him involved and to get doing a little off balance where you can throw some different things out. And from my vantage point, every time I watch Pittsburgh doing them, they just, they don't make any adjustments on defense. They no. don't. They just stick you know, with what they do. And the funny thing is and, when they played early in the year this year, they did. Mm-hmm. They stacked the box. They rushed inside. And anybody that plays the Patriots knows the way to beat the Patriots is getting pressure around Brady's feet. Find me a quarterback that likes guys around his feet. Find me that guy. Find me the one quarterback in the NFL that likes pressure around his feet, except for Ben. But that's why Ben's talking about retirement. Mm-hmm. Right? So find me that yeah. guy. That's one. Yeah. Two. Didn't you learn last year when you went up to New England? Or, hell, you could go back to as early as 2002 when New England opened up Gillette Stadium and they threw the ball, like, 20-something times to start the game. Brady should have Brady went for Tommy John surgery after that game. He threw the ball so much. <laughs> yeah. But the thing, you know, the thing about, and again, I, I just look at this very simply, New England's defense just does not – get enough credit because that to me right now is one of the, it's the untold story. You know, it's just, I mean, I know, listen, I know Brady's amazing, but I know, you know, whatever, but that defense mm. also has a major player in this. You know, when the England, yeah. even if, even say the England punts, I mean, it usually, England has the best neck I've seen from any team to punt when they're in good field position, meaning they'll get to the 40. They'll get like, I so many games I can remember. You pin New England at the 10. Now they're right at the 50. You know what I mean? They don't – it's yeah. rare that they punt the ball in their own end zone. It's rare that they punt. So – and then New England's defense makes a whole lot. You know, and, and just things like that. I'm just, you know, I don't – I mean, I granted there's only two teams left for the season. Paid, there's not enough attention paid to the transformation and metamorphosis of the New England defense over the last few years. That was fading for a little bit there. It was, but they they rebuilt it, and that's been scaring me. You know, I could tell you, you know, really strong, you know, deep thinking Bills fans like myself and others. That's what we talk about. <laughs> you know, is the defense. You look at it in a guy like a Logan Ryan who's coming up on this contract year, where you know he's probably going to want to get paid, and he probably won't be in New England. Probably not. Here's the question. Here's the question I have. Is Logan Ryan good anywhere else? Does it fall into the Asante Samuel category where he's going to leave and he's going to suck? Well, again, it's rare that 
one thing about free agency, it's rare that any player ever lives up to the money they play, they sign for. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I always put 33% on it. I call it my 33% free agent rule. Add 33% to every contract. That's Take away that. That's really what they're probably worth. So if a guy gets $100 million, he's probably worth 67 Something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you sign a free agent, you're not giving up a draft pick. You're not giving up an asset on your no. team. You're just signing about right. So you have to work. Part of the deal. So from that point of view, yes, I, I would agree. I don't think it's on the right team. Like when you, you know, but if, if he goes to like San Diego or excuse me, uh-huh. Los Angeles, the Chargers, right? Yeah. Or you know, just I don't know, like Cleveland, uh, you know, uh, a Jacksonville. You know, mm-hmm. I, is he going to make that much of a difference? I, it's hard to say. And the reason I ask that question, the way I do is this. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid by somebody. Mm-hmm. But if I'm him, do I leave New England? Do I say, you know what, I'll take less money because New England does something that most teams don't do. They don't look, They you know, know your weaknesses. I, I agree, but here's the thing. Okay, let's say they win two weeks. I wouldn't mm-hmm. fault him for saying, listen, if I can make another fifteen million dollars over three or four years, yeah, I gotta make. The, I got I gotta do it, and, and I understand, and I'm sure Belichick understands that too. I mean, at some level, yeah, you know, it's a business. These guys are in the player association. They, you know, they want to make it money, head because football's not guaranteed. So, I totally understand why they leave. Speaking of but contracts, I got at... something funny. I I do have something funny to share you. It t- ties into the game on Sunday. <laughs> okay. The Bills were just awarded a 1.8575 salary cap um, relief for the four-game suspension of Marcel Darius this past year. Can we mm-hmm. now we could use that next year? Can we take that back and then keep Chris Hogan? No. <laughs> you would think which the by Bills the way lost, you would think the Bills lost Jerry Rice the way some of the fans are talking on the message boards. Which I think is ridiculous. I mean, listen, from a guy that liked Hogan, I'm happy for him. I mean, he found a good spot. You know, the Bills were over the cap. The Patriots knew it, and they took advantage of it, and that's just the way it goes. And you know what? And I was just going to say, New England threw in the poison pill to make sure they got him. Of course, and I don't blame them because they knew, they knew, they they knew Buffalo couldn't couldn't fit him in. Yeah. And I don't even know if – if, listen, is, is Chris Hogan taking the bill for the promised land? No. I, I mean – No. I mean, he's a, good, he's a good player, though. I like him. He's smart. What is with the Patriots with oh, these white receivers? <laughs> I actually saw somebody put on Twitter that the Patriots are racist. No, 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 no. Dude, even the Bills in the 90s used to always have a good white wide receiver. Don, Don Beebe, Steve Tasker. You remember these guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it, just, it just goes to show, George, it's when you have a guy like Tom Brady, it just makes your job a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. Let's be honest, George. Are the Patriot running back wide? Are their best running back wide receiver any better than LaShawn McCoy, Sammy Watkins? No. 
There's some yeah. playing Sammy Watkins healthy are elite at their positions. Top three, four, five. These guys can be – you imagine Tom Brady had those guys on his team? <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, yeah. and again, you, it's not – We'd be sitting here talking about the Patriots being at 18 again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. It's 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 um they find they, – they know – they have their system. I'm not going to call it a system. They – they know exactly what they want. So they can sit back and allow it to come to them. And that's exactly what they do all the time. What are you going to do on draft day? You're probably going to trade down like you always do. Right? Something yeah, along those lines. To 38 is nothing. They'll pick up some more assets for the next year after that. Or maybe they'll move up this year. Who knows? But you know, that's what they do. I don't think they have enough capital to move up. Probably not. But, like, you, you just look at the entirety of that game. And, you know, it's 13-9 at the half. It's 14-9 at the half. It could, or 17-9 at the half. 17-9, and Mike yeah, Tomlin's coming. And Mike Tomlin's talking to Tracy Wolfson. As if it's like a three, it's a one. He's like, well, it's still a one score game. It's like it was seventeen thirteen. It's like the guy forgot that they didn't score the touchdown there. And yeah, have you ever heard of a quarterback sneak from the half yard line? <laughs> Apparently that's not. That's what makes, and, and that's what like I watch the Giants. I watch the Eagles. I watch the Jets. I watch all these teams, and it drives me nuts that your quarterback can't get under center and get a half a yard. Your quarterback can't get a half a yard to keep a drive going. Why are you going to hand off the like in that case? Why are you handing off to a guy the ball to a guy who's six yards back? Yeah, I've never understood that. Or even on like fourth and one with a pitch. You're, you're pitching the ball six yards. Yeah. You're expecting your guards to go over there. You're expecting them to pull. And there's and the other team is stacking the box. You know how hard that yeah. is to do? Yeah. Or just do a fullback. Get a big fullback. Get somebody in there. Just do a fullback. You know, fullback dive or, a, you know, a quarterback sneak or just, you know, ISO. Something straight up the middle. I mean. And here's the other thing that, that drives me nuts. New England comes out with the tight with a fullback and a running back. You stack the box. Brady checks out of it, goes five wide, and James Harrison's looking around like he's never seen this before in his life. That comes down to coaching. Yep, it does. Granted, well, I think I yeah. We I know mean, that Pittsburgh has a fire a coach. Todd Haley's not going anywhere. Todd Haley's not a guy who is being looked at for an NFL head coaching job because of how badly it went in Kansas City. See, some of these guys, no matter how good their first stop was or how bad their first stop is, their first stop may be the reason why they never get another job. Josh Daniels isn't getting another job because Josh Daniels, Josh McDaniels doesn't want another job. Or, Josh McDaniels or, likes where or, he is. Or, or, hold on. Let me ask you, though, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Let's say the Colts position is open. Does Josh go there? No. 
You don't think he considers Andrew Luck? No. I mean, again, no. I'm not saying you know Andrew Luck's a great coach, but I'm just I'm looking at the jobs open. I mean, what quarterbacks? I mean, what I mean is, let's say Green Bay. But let's say um, he would. In a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, it's you know why he doesn't go to Dallas opens up. He'll go there. You know why he doesn't go to Indianapolis? No, he won't go to Dallas. You know why he doesn't go to Indianapolis? Why? Eleven letters. Deflate gate. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I think Dallas he would consider. No, I think oh, don't be so sure. If Jerry, and the only way he would go there is if Jerry's gone. I'm telling you, Jim Irsay is the worst owner in the NFL, and I still maintain it. Yeah, and, and, and I know and people the only think reason why he's the worst now is because Woody Johnson had to give up control of the Jets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's not good. We don't need the Jets to get a good owner. They're not going to have a good owner because they have morons there. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole. And as long as they have Todd Bowles, as long as they have Bubba Gump as a head coach, they're going to be bad. By the way, Brian, I, I, I didn't want to bring this up to you. But should the Patriots have played real American after one of those Chris Hogan touchdowns? Uh, you know, listen, it would have been a bad. I, I would have put Thunder Lips out there from Rocky Three, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was sitting there, and I, I know I texted it to you. I texted it to a couple people. When he, scored that, when he scored off that flea flicker, I was like, he's going to start flexing in the end zone. Yeah. And then, of course, Barstool beats everybody, too, and puts out a whole Germania shape. It pains me. It, quick, it, actually, you know, in truth, it really doesn't pay me too much. But No. Sin. But real quick yeah. on Falcons-Packers, and then we can get into other – we go back into whatever. That was exactly how I thought that game was going to go, and I said that to you last week. Did I not? Did I not say the title mm-hmm. game was going to go? We we discussed it. I think we both had a – we both – I mean, it's one thing I told you about, too, is if Atlanta got a big – if Atlanta got off too fast, start. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly what they needed to do, you know, because then you take away the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback on that field, the best player. You know, you take out that element. And Green Bay's defense was just come on. I mean, their 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 corners are just completely shriveled. They they had, you know, they have guys that really shouldn't be in the NFL playing starting corner. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and that's what it came down to. The lack of tackling this weekend was atrocious. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. tackled to save their lives, and Green Bay couldn't either. I mean, that's where when you hear people talk about New England's defense against Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu, the first thing he says, well, you know, they don't have to beat you over the top. Julio can take a 12-yard pass and take it 80 yards to the house. New England's a better bunch of tacklers. New England tackles better. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I want to read you a little something. Christopher James Hogan, okay, is an American football wide receiver for New England. He played college football yeah. for one season at Monmouth after graduating hey, from you Penn know State. He played, did you know he played lacrosse at Penn State? Because I did. Yes, he did. Three, three years. Yeah, I didn't know this either. He's a, he's a New Jersey kid, yep. too. He's from Wyckoff, New Jersey. Actually, a, a and, friend of mine's cousin, his girlfriend, you know actually dated him at one time years ago. Do you know who his quarterback in high school was? No. Matt Sims. Oh, is that right? Huh. Very interesting. He was also on the Giants, so maybe I could taunt Giant fans. He was on their practice squad in 2011. <laughs> yeah. 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 I used to call him. Yeah. I used to call him Artibo because <laughs> he wore number 15. <laughs> I did every time we got the hey, Tebow got the ball. <laughs> anyway. No, I'm, I'm, it's a great story. You know, perseverance, he stuck with it, and it paid off for him. So, oh, never. But back mind to that, Adla- back to this, this, back to Atlanta. Um, By the uh, way, I'm sorry, Matt Sims was not his quarterback. He just beat Matt Sims. Oh, okay. Atlanta reminds me a little bit of New England from the point of view that they just spread the ball everywhere. I mean, they use everything. So, mm-hmm. and, that, you know, Matt Ryan is, I call him Brady Light. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, he's kind of similar. No. He doesn't throw an amazing deep ball. You know, he's a, you know, he's a, he's big on, you know, he, he's a great, he's great at finding receivers quick, check downs, medium throws. You know, he's, he is, he kind of reminds me a little bit. Sometimes not as, of course, not as dominant, but you know, Matt Ryan's really coming to his own. Yeah, I mean, is it isn't is Matt Ryan a, a good a good story though, George? I mean, how many guys were bashed that guy a couple of years ago? But yet, you know, nine years later, to be number three pick. Yeah, I mean, that's why I always say you got to give some players time. I mean, some players get it I a little later Matt in Hogan. life. Um. I think Matt Hogan. Uh, yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Hogan. <laughs> I know what Matt Hogan is. Was that a Percocet moment right there, George? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Jimmy Haig was telling me how great um, Matt Hogan was in high school before. Um, yeah. Chris Hogan was before. Here's my problem with Mike, with Mike, um, with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I think it's been because of one year. I think Kyle Shanahan this year has re- – this is why Kyle Shanahan is getting a job somewhere. Because, the Niners, right? Yeah. And I think he's going to take that job. See, here's my problem with this. He's going to take that job Saturday. Because that's when he's going to interview again. This is why Patricia and Josh McDaniels took themselves out of the running. This is why. Yeah. Exactly why they took themselves out because you don't want that distraction. Look, the last time the Patriots lost the Super Bowl to the Giants, what was the big distraction that week? What was the big distraction that week? Bill O'Brien oh, taking yeah. the Penn State job. 
Oh, that's right. I remember that. Well, it was also because it was fresh off the Sandusky scandal, and it was Penn State, so I'm sure that had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. It was fresh off that sandal. It was fresh after Joe passed away. He took that job, and that was the distraction for that week, and it was a distraction for Tim. I, I fully believe you had brought Josh back. I think Josh should have made call in that game. I think Josh calls that game. I think the Patriots win. But that's just that's neither here nor there. Kyle Shanahan didn't take that job on Saturday. And guess what? Here's your distraction for the following week. You don't have house Mac practicing this week. How hard are you going to practice this week? If you're Atlanta, how hard is he going to be? Kyle Shanahan is going to lose on that game. Because Kyle Shanahan is going to outthink himself in that game. And if he doesn't take that job and he says, no, wait until after the Super Bowl to take it, it's going to be on his mind. And they're going to be talking about that for the entire week. There's one of your Super Bowl headlines. Ladies and gentlemen. Possibly. That's what's going to happen. Because if he doesn't take that job early on, then it's going to be talked about, well, is he going to take it? When's he going to take it? And every time he goes to a podium, when he goes to media day, what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about that San Francisco job. And Matt Ryan's going to be answering And if he takes that job, Matt Ryan's going to be answering questions about it. Julio's going to be answering questions about it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess for Atlanta, it's just really about, you know, this is really their first rodeo. I mean, Dwight Freeney's been there. By the way, mm-hmm. Alabama has four players total in, in the Super Bowl 51. Dante Hightower, Julio Jones, Rutgers yep, but- had six. Rutgers, Rutgers has more. Rutgers has the most of any yes. <laughs> of any university in this game. They got five. Is that crazy? <laughs> I think they can't get a no, first down the against Michigan. Seventeen. I know. Rutgers is going to get a five. first down against Mich- against Penn State or Michigan. They're still trying to get a first down. Yeah. As as I think five. Scored again. <laughs> They're all Chicago guys though. You know what I'm All that is I'll tell you what. They should have kept him. They should have brought him back. Or, or brought him back. That's what I meant. Yeah, they should bring him back. Listen, he 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 maxed out Rutgers, man. They 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 had to realize that was about their their ceiling. And I I mean I understand why they didn't bring him back, and there's a lot of politics involved with it because there's a lot of people still pissed off that he left in the first place. Can you blame him for leaving? He went to the NFL. That's a big jump up. I mean, dude, Rutgers is not Alabama, okay? Rutgers is not Penn State. Rutgers is not a five-star. Rutgers is a three-star program at best. At best. Rutgers is getting in-state kids here. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, but but it's amazing. There's a good trivia question you could throw around, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening. Five Rutgers players in Super Bowl 51. That's pretty – I thought that was pretty cool. And name them, because I know I can. I can't. (laughs) Not the top of my head. Uh, I can, or off the top of my head. Sanu, McCourty, Logan Ryan, Uh Deron Harmon, and Jonathan Freeney. Jonathan Freeney. Jonathan Freeney is a guy you would never remember. No, never. That's the guy. That's going to be the stump because, you know, and and Harmon. I mean, Harmon wasn't huge at Rutgers anyway. But do you know why the, the Rutgers has the connection to Belichick as they do? Son or something? Belichick's kid was a lacrosse player at Rutgers. You don't think that Belichick's mm. ever seen Chris Hogan play lacrosse? Rutgers, Penn State. Yep. I'm sure of it. And That's of course, the Buffalo other. stuff, but yeah. But you don't think he knew who he was before then? Oh, yeah. Of course he did. So. I mean, who knows? Maybe he tried to bring him in before the Bills got him. Who knows? Right? He might have. Anything's, anything's possible. We don't maybe. Know. I mean, maybe, you know, you didn't want to give him that huge deal. Or maybe but, Buffalo gave him a starting yeah. job, and yeah, maybe you want to be a practice squad guy doing them. But you know, who knows? Or maybe Belichick just knew he didn't play no football and wanted them to play some football. I mean, he is seven eleven. He's always open. Oh boy, yeah, oh. that's enough. Okay, that's enough. I hit my threshold on Chris Hogan. <laughs> oh, I I know why I thought that he had played with the Sims. Chris Sims went to Ramapo. Matt went to Bosco. Okay. That's why I thought. But he played yeah, at Ramapo. I Chris... knew I'd seen him play in college. Yep, yep. So I didn't by tell you way. why I, I, I'm admiring Tom Brady now. Oh, yeah, please tell me. I want to hear this. Yeah, I, I've turned the corner, George. I finally have decided to embrace his diet. Have you? Have you read his diet? You... It's nuts. You wonder why he's yeah. 39 and still in great shape. It, it's yeah. amazing. And, you know, actually, there were some eye-opening things on there, though. I like he he mentioned that well, the chef, but I'm sure. I didn't realize that tomatoes and peppers could cause inflammation. I did not even think about that. Like, he he avoids – it seems like he avoids any food that gives you inflammation like the plague. The kid – he doesn't even drink coffee. How do you live in Boston and not eat coffee, not drink coffee? My wife is now making fun of me because I broke at the accent. Yeah, I know, George. You know, we need to have an intervention. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell Lisa when I can come back to Jersey so gra- an intervention. <laughs> he graduated from Penn State in twenty ten, right? I'm trying to yep. just look up like Ruck Penn State lacrosse from then, just to see if he did play Rutgers. <laughs> George, we're figuring out the riddle. 
Belichick was watching the lacrosse game and he found his rugby league. That would would By eventually way, win him over the Super Bowl in 2016. Let me let me let me throw this at you. Right? Could you explain to me what the hell Joe Pa was thinking, not putting him on the football team? I don't know. Maybe uh, I I can't even say it. I was going to say this is an inappropriate joke, but I'm not going to do it. Anyway. What was he think? Like, did he not even try out for the football team at Penn State? Because they had no wide receivers then. No, they really didn't. I mean, he had to go to Mammoth to play wide receiver. I mean, uh, you know, cornerback there too. Yeah, pretty amazing. You know what's funny? You would think 2010 is not long ago, and the fact that people would be looking up Chris Hogan. And you cannot find anything about Penn State's like Penn State lacrosse from yeah. 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta say, like, though, it's um, almost impossible. Yeah, I was really happy for Atlanta. Um, and there, Atlanta's one of those franchises we just kind of forget about a lot of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they got one of the nicest. Awful. Yeah. What's it? Oh, here they you were go. Awful. I was right, bro. Here you go. Their uh, fifth game of the year on the banks of the old Raritan. <laughs> what a pitch you lost that week. <laughs> no, men's lacrosse is played in the spring. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. So we know week five. Yeah, he was probably there. You know who, can we get confirmation from? Can we get confirmation from Rutgers Lacrosse if Bill Belichick steps through the walls or whatever it is to watch oh, wait, Rutgers Lacrosse that day? Two thousand nine, they played them. Let's see if they pull up a box score. I want to see if Stephen Belichick was still there. Oh, by the way, <laughs> two thousand ten, they had two wins. You know who won their wins with again? So, St. John's. Oh, you know, can, you know, George. Can I escape these Belichicks? I mean, any in any way possible? I'm even I'm even getting it from lacrosse indirectly from his son. Uh, let me see. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is pretty funny, George. That is pretty funny. Whoever thought you were talking about lacrosse re- tonight? <laughs> oh, gonna, let's see. Steve Belichick. Uh, no, that's the old man. Where's the son? By the way, Belichick's kid is now a position coach. He's a safety where? coach. Where? <laughs> where? <laughs> where is Belichick's kid? Come on. New England? Yeah. Did Buffalo, Buffalo should have hired him, defensive coordinator, immediately. Just give him the key. He's a safeties coach. And the other the other ones are the scouting is in the scouting department. Let's see, there's photos of him. But there's nothing. He was the long snapper at Rutgers. After playing four years of lacrosse, 
Mm-hmm. What year did he graduate from Rutgers? Ah, oh, George. Whatever. But, but how funny is it that, like, <laughs> Belichick is out scouting lacrosse fields to find football players? That guy never stops thinking football. Are you kidding? This is why I think no. Belichick's going to go to – he's going to go to Paterno around. What else is he going to do? So? George, sure. What else is he going to do? What else is that guy going to do? Seriously. I mean, he's been coaching forever. He was a defensive coordinator for the Giants. Did I ever tell you about the 30 on 30 thing about Belichick that always caught my eye about him? No. Do you know how many defensive linemen the Giants lined up against the Bills in Super Bowl 25? Probably seven. Two. Two. Really? Yes. And Frank Reich said, this, this, this is the most... This is the most telling line you'll ever hear about Parcells, in my opinion. And I say this because he talked about this from 1991, okay, is that we prepared that whole week, and when we came out, we had no idea. It was completely different from what we we, – that that just proves it right there. That game, because the Bills were so ready for something, and even Belichick talked about it. He said he did it just to throw them off. He was on that thirty on thirty, mm-hmm. actually, and he, you know, he he talked about what the scheme was and what, like, what. Looking back at that game, everybody thought that Parcells was the mastermind. I, I start to think that maybe the, the mastermind was the senior defensive coordinator. Guess what? What a crazy Belichick stat! Would have played against. Yeah. Okay, so I figured it out. Belichick's kid would have played against Hogan his entire college career. George, you need to take this to Barstool. <laughs> because Belichick's kid was a freshman in 08. His freshman year was oh. 7 08, 9, 10, 11. Yep, he played all three years, all four years against Chris Hogan. <laughs> You know, here's the funny thing. Rutgers is always looking for teams to play. Isn't Monty mm-hmm. D one football? Yeah. And since Monmouth is the other decent New Jersey football team, shouldn't Rutgers play them? Shouldn't Instead Rutgers of like not Howard? Play every year? <laughs> like, all right, take Howard off the schedule. But that's all political, right? Because it's, a, you know, a story of black college. But shouldn't Rutgers have to play Princeton every year? Since every game I go to, I got to see the birthplace of college football. I mean, they should have to play either Monmouth or Princeton. Because you don't think Princeton could use the payday for playing Rutgers? Well, Princeton. Say that again slowly. Say that again slowly. Well, Princeton. Well, Princeton. Monmouth could use it. I bet you Princeton. No. Yeah, but Princeton doesn't pay money to their athletic budget. I'm sure that would help. Them. I know, but that's like the second most prestigious school in the world right now. Especially by endowment. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Is Monmouth I mean, a new one football 
I believe so, yes. I don't even know if they are. There may be a subdivision. Maybe. Oh, you're right. Maybe they're not. Hmm. Let's see. NCAA football schools, Monmouth football. But you could play a D. You could. Oh, they're an FCS school. So they're a D1 and a double A. They're a double A school? Yeah. Hmm. Does that count towards your bowl total win? Or no. Although they play Howard. Yes. Yes. Howard. They were four and seven this year, which means they won the New Jersey State Championship for college football. It's amazing how many good players come from New Jersey, but yet their college teams are awful. <laughs> you know why? Because the because the New Jersey college teams don't really know how to do hundred dollar handshakes. Yeah, I know that for a fact. I've been told but again, that by know. guys. I know that from guys who were drafted who played in the NFL, who went to schools outside the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. One kid in particular who went to a, an SEC school came out of a recruiting visit, $4,000 received. And it wasn't even his official visit. His official visit, he came back, I don't know, $25,000 richer. I believe it. To get all these big time donors to walk around with hundred dollar bills, and just shake the kid's hand with the hundred dollar bill in there. It's amazing. We really haven't heard any major college violations recently. No, because they're worrying about stupid shit. What are they worried about now? Who knows? But it's always stupid shit they worry about. I mean, are we supposed to believe that none of this stuff is, stu- is happening anymore? No, because they're worrying about other stuff. When they, they, you know how this works. When they're mad at oh, you know, just, or somebody yeah. else. When they're mad at these schools, they bang you know Monmouth. I have, they're mad at I Notre Dame, so they're going to bang Monmouth. George, I have a theory. Yeah. All this recent talk of college athletes getting paid, do you think maybe the NCAA decided just to turn a cheek on it and let them get paid under the table and not say a word? Yes. Instead of like you, owning up to it and, and then proving that they need to get paid, instead just let others handle it so we could just rake in the money. I think we just figured it yep. out. So we shouldn't nope. see another SMU we're, issue. We're, <laughs> no. Miami. Um, yeah, exactly. USC. <laughs> I think there's so much. I mean, all right. So, granted, this is the part of the show where we get to talk about this stuff. Um, the NCAA doing the, you know, college football playoff type thing in February now. Where they're really? announcing who the top four seeds are just to get TV ratings. That's what makes college basketball so great. Yeah, but something's really missing from college basketball, George. 
Is this the one in which they finally got to the point? Yeah, George, we haven't talked. I mean, just just think of it. Villanova lost tonight. They're number one. Okay, they lost to unranked Marquette. If we were – take it in your time machine. If we were doing a show in the early 90s, we'd be talking about the Super Bowl, but wouldn't we be talking a little bit about this game tonight? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one and done. You know, it's just – one and done, and I think – the brackets, the pools. I think the pools have killed and the regular season, meaning everybody puts all this energy into their pools, their brackets. That's all they care about. So they, society has decided to put college basketball in its little box in March. Because, you know what it is, George? There's so many more options now. There's so many things to watch. Well, wasn't that the reason why Major League Baseball stopped starting the season the first Monday of March? Because Bud Selig said you're talking about this more than baseball? Maybe. I mean, I do remember Bud Selig went on Mike and Mike in, like, 2007 and was crying to Mike and Mike how they were talking about Whoever the national championship game was that year, more than they were talking about the start of the major league season. Hmm. Every sport has its moment. The Do NHL, think... mm-hmm. because, hear me out. The NHL, yeah. because of the way that the college football playoffs became, where mm-hmm. the big the New Year's Day sticks don't friggin' matter anymore. The NHL no. said, we'll put the Winter Classic at, one o'clock, at noon, at 1 o'clock. And now it's a big deal. The Winter Classic is a big deal because college yep. football gave away their day. Yep, they opened the door. Right? So what is it? The NFL has from August to February, except for New Year's Day, and even the NHL knows that they can't do anything on New Year's Day when it's a Sunday, so they said we'll put it on the second. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The, the college basketball has March. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the NCAA does it on Mondays? Why do you think the national championship game is on Monday? Because they know the weekends are the NFL's. And what did the yep. NFL, remember when we were growing up, what did the NFL always do for us? They always gave us those games on Saturdays around Christmas, right? Yep. And then they said, you know what, we'll let college have it. We won't put a ton of games. Yep. But the NFL Agreed. said, okay, I honestly think the NFL is going to go away from 1 o'clock games on, Saturday, on Sunday in the playoffs. Hold on, Jen. What's that? So you really I think they're going to do the that? NFL, I think there's a four and an eight. I think the reason you really why. Think they're... Yes. Could it be? Oh, can I, can I, I give for... another reason why? Sure. I think ratings are going up on the West Coast. And 10 o'clock games are. Because for us, those games are one and five o'clock. 
Yep. Hold on one second, George. I also okay. What do you call this? Hold on one second, okay, George. Sure. I'll take a quick break and then we'll continue this. How about that? Okay, sure. Sounds good. Sure, that'll work. At some point, it'll play. This is Alice Cooper for RADD. There's a lot of things we have no control of in this world, but that's not the case with drunk driving. If you're going to drink, don't drive. Think ahead and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives on and so should you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Bye, you back? Ready? Yep, we're here. Okay, shoot. Oh, let yeah, me, before so. we do this, um, let me say goodbye to everybody because I usually forget to do that before we sign off. So uh, mm-hmm. thanks for listening. Just, you know, we're going to keep this going to overtime. So if you download this show on iTunes, just check up what's brewing. You can find us on iTunes. You can download the podcast there. You can keep, you know, listening on podcast or Block Talk Radio. They make it available. You can hear what we go into it there. We're going to start getting callers back in. We're going to start. We just want to rust off the kinks between me and Brian first. Um, mm-hmm. Follow us on Super Bowl preview Twitter next week. Box. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do yes, an in-depth sir. Super Bowl preview next 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 uh, next week, and that should be fun. Yeah. You never know who may join us next week. Yeah, maybe we can uh, get some uh, some guests. Maybe I could bring a couple Patriot people on for you. There you go. I could do it too. We can definitely well, do that. Well, I'm sure you can. Um, <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Um, yeah, follow at Sanborn73. Yep. At I'm Hi, back. my name is Brew. Follow the network at What's Brewing Net. Um, but yeah. All right, so go ahead, Brian. Okay. Well, so what were we discussing? I'm reliving the Sabre highlights now. <laughs> hey, listen, when you've been through such a drought like I have, you got to be happy with whatever. That's true. Now, they're, sort of, they're showing some character over the last month. They're, they're win- like I said, they're coming back in the third period. They're, they never give up. That's the one thing I like about them, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just you know. Sometimes you got to learn how to win in these leagues, you know, and it's a process. So, yeah, I agree with that. Pretty exciting times, you know. I just think once the Savers can get rid of a couple, three or four dead weight players on their team and get much better talent, they're they're going to take off. I think that's what's really holding them back right now. But anyway, um, we'll get into hockey after the football season. I'm sure we'll start getting more into that. And, yeah. Um, we have the um, next Saturday, if you don't mind, we'll do our, our trade deadline show for fantasy hockey. Um, no, no, we'll no do mind. that so that we can start transitioning from football into some other stuff. You know, as that comes forward. Mm-hmm. That works. Um, I have to give you the, the login and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll discuss that off the air. 
I don't think it's advisable to give it on the air. <laughs> give That's it on right. the air. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know what the funny thing is? I hit everything I wanted to do. Tonight. And we had a good shot. I thought this was, I thought we did good. Yeah. I, I thought um we really you know, I think every week we'll get a little more refined and you know, we'll be able to Yeah, we'll have to have start having pre production meetings. Well, well we we could we could that, get a little ready, that, but you know. Yeah. Basically to keep me on non topic. Um all right, so what were you going to say? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. They're, I think they're going to play Rick Jodorowsky's call of the goal. <laughs> I don't care what anybody tells me. Do you me. know I love this guy. Wait, wait, hold Do on. you know what I'm falling in love with? Oh, I love him. Do you know what I'm falling in love with? What's that? Because the Patriots have Sebastian Vollmer, there's German announcers that do Patriot games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the German announce calls are better than Jim Ross. <laughs> when Michael Floyd laid that block on Edelman's touchdown against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. pure genius. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The, different, the German guy's like, hello, Miami calling. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like listening to French announcers in hockey. I just think they do it better. <laughs> In Montreal, you know what they saying. do. Oh, some of it, but I, I just there's such a flow to it. I can still understand it. It's almost like yeah. soccer. It's like the guy that does it on Univision. You just know it's better, but you can't explain it. Yeah, there's more passion. I mean, there's something. Oh, the passion is undeniable. <laughs> it's just amazing. I tell you though, the best part. Oh, that Patriot game the other day? We're seeing that. By the way, how funny was it that we were talking the night before about how Bon Jovi hasn't been to a Patriot game? You know, you know what? That I did see that part. He was there. How funny was that? Yeah. And I thought I was imagining it. I almost texted you. I saw I mean, literally, Jordan, maybe I was in for a little bit. I saw it. Be, I was like, was that Tom Bon Jovi? <laughs> Maybe then, trying to get back in. Then they had, yeah. And then they had the whole thing of with the whole stadium singing along to "Living on a Prayer," mm-hmm. and they pan up to him in the luxury box, and there it is. It's Gronk, it's Donnie Wahlberg, and it's him, and he's singing along. Oh, jeez. Oh, it just pains me. <laughs> oh, I know Giant fans who were like, "I will not go see Bon Jovi in concert because of this." Uh, like Bill Sands won't see Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. <laughs> a little different reason. He was going to buy the team and move them. By the <laughs> way, did you happen to see what Ted Cruz tweeted at Deadspin today? No. Deadspin tweeted, send us proof of Ted Cruz playing basketball. So Ted Cruz sent them back a picture of Grayson Allen. Did he really? Yeah, it's on Barstool. So then Barstool awesome. sends Ted Cruz a – or Deadspin sends um, Ted Cruz a tweet that says, go eat shit, and Cruz, Cruz answers him back with Ron Burgundy, and boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> That's pretty funny. 
actually has a pretty decent sense of humor. Oh, I, 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 I'm putting on Facebook. I was like, I'm not really a huge fan of Ted Cruz, but this is hysterical. And then Kyle yeah, Eckel, pretty good. Former Navy, former Patriot, former Navy midshipman, Kyle Eckel liked it on Facebook, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. He's playing the NFL, <laughs> and we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> Here, George. Wow. Well, he was he's been on the show before. Yeah. What was his name again? Kyle Eckel. What was his name? He was in he, Kyle Eckel. Eichel? Oh no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Eckel. I wish. E C K E L. He was a Patriot. You know, in the Patriot sign guys that went to Navy. Oh yeah. What year was he there? Which? Oh seven. Mm-hmm. He was a Patriot in oh seven. Oh wow. I forget, what, I forget what years it was at Navy, though. The Navy years. The Navy years. But you know what? I give Belichick credit for that. Because he kept Joe Cardone on that roster a long time. It made him the long snapper. Because I'm sure he couldn't make Steve Belichick the long snapper. Oh, oh I'm just... Can't have it. By the way, <laughs> I got casted today. For what? I got oh, I saw cast. your um, uh, one of your pictures. Like fancy blue cat. Yeah, how's it feeling? Um, it's tighter than the other one was. <laughs> yeah. Let well, me probably more support. Yes, he put. He took off. It took him ten minutes to take off the bandages. From when he um, originally did, you know, after the surgery. I'm sorry, George. That's all right. Yeah, it took him about, it took him like 10 minutes to cut off the thing because mm-hmm. of how much he wrapped that son of a bitch. Mm. I was like, I was like, Doc. I just don't want to like Doc Eli Whitney invented the conjun just for you. Mm. Yeah, I had a um let's say I, I remember you still have your stitches in, right? They're um dissolving when they removing them. Oh no, okay. Did they have to take them out? Nope. He put in forty, but so there's they, probably about twenty five left. They'll dissolve at some point, right? That's good. Yeah. I had some dissolving stitches, but then I had real, and then I had to get them taken out. And then my biggest thing was my leg was straight. So then after that, it was almost like you know rubber band that's super tight, like yeah. beyond super tight, and you had to you try to flex that thing like ninety degrees. <laughs> Good luck. Mm-hmm. So that was like that was a slow like ten degrees, then maybe be twenty degrees. 30, that would take days. Mm-hmm. There's thirty degrees, forty degrees, you know. Oh man. <laughs> No. You should. Could, do you have a pool anywhere close by? Do no. you have like a YMCA or something? Do you have like a YMCA Dude, in Marion Jackson? No, no, I was just thinking like aquatic would be aquatic would be good for you if you could find a way to do it. Like after the cast comes off. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not now. I'm saying I don't know if you, you know if you could find an aqua- a uh, rehab with aquatic, I, I would consider it very much. Well, I have to talk to him about it. Yeah, I don't know what I don't. It may be different for your your injury to mine, but you know, definitely, uh, definitely consider it as an option. Just less, you know, less pressure on yeah. the leg. You know, it's not enjoyable. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah, especially after what you've been sitting there for so long. It's kind of nice. Well, I thought he was going to take me out of the cast in four weeks. And he mm-hmm. said, no, I'll see you in six. I said, oh, Christ. Uh, he may be giving you a little bit more time because, you know, I so said when you're a bigger guy like us, he may decide to yeah, give him more time to heal, which is probably a good idea. I I would rather see you yeah. take the extra time and heal than have to go through oh, this I all agree. over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's another two weeks, right? When you've been this far, you might as well take it. I mean, the way he was talking, it was going to be, I don't know, almost May anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I got to watch. I got to watch this check. I go roll one more time. (laughs) I love it, George. I know. You know what I want to watch? The Devils 5-on-3 power play where they took 25 shots and couldn't even hit the net once. Mm. Wow, what a shot. He's got such great oh, hands, Michael. My goodness. And, and, Just and here's my favorite part. Ooh. The Devils put on a Twitter and go, well, that first period wasn't fun. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. It was great. It's like mm-hmm. a death march to trading the goaltender and finding the coach. <laughs> the first three game winning streak since November. <laughs> November. <laughs> yeah, they're playing better though. It's I not mean, a blip on. Yeah. yeah, they're. We, I, we didn't lose Eichel beginning of the year. We're a playoff team right now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, listen, well, I thought the same is not very good. I mean, I I do think I do I do think there's things he's got to improve. Uh, uh, face-offs a little bit. He's got to improve. Um, I think I would like to see him be a little more dynamic with his, his passing game because I think he's got the ability to. But I don't yeah, think he he's, he's not going to be a 70-assist guy. He's just not going to be that. You know, I think he's going to be a 40-40 kind of player. But you know what? If guys – Which is great. Remember, which is, I'm not complaining. Remember, yeah. if he shoots and guys can clean up the garbage – those, that's how you get 50 assists. That's true, too. That That, that is true. I mean, not I just everything love has to be like... I, I, you know, that's yeah. what I love the most, is that he... And you know what I love about him, too, George? And you, and you probably know this. He hates, hates, hates losing. And he takes it personal. And yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I, did, that's what I he want. He did it for you. Yep, he does. And that's what I want. You know, championship. yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what he said. He yes. goes, he goes. That kid hates losing. Yeah, like I, I really do believe though. McDavid is better. I, I, McDavid to me is just, you know. But I'll tell you what, I go may win as much as he does. Yeah. That you know, it might be that kind of situation. Some Boston reporter already quoted that the Sabres may lose him in three years. I said, please, I don't even, I don't even want to hear this right now. <laughs> I don't want to hear they might. They could, listen, anything's possible, right? I mean, 
you never know. Sure. Is is he going to be happy with with management? Is he going to be happy with the coach? I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen. So, you know, but yeah. anyway, but anyway, that's just, you know, we're getting. I'm starting to get into hockey. This is what happens right around this time of year. I start getting more into it now. Well, that's I because start... your team's not playing anymore. That's true. No, and I understand completely why you're going to go to New England. I mean, I'll get into the game <laughs> next week. Like, you know, I'm not yeah. worried about it right now. Um, no. I'm, you know, straight open. I don't, you know, a little storyline to look forward to. I know, I don't, do you watch tennis at all? I mean, do you watch any of the big matches? No. I haven't not watched, at all. I haven't watched, I haven't watched tennis since Anna Kornikova was big. Oh, jeez. George. Now, as I say, we could be looking right. at a fe- another Federer Nadal final. It's possible. Which would be crazy. Aren't those guys both past their prime? Fetter's 35, and he's in the semifinals. And he yeah. was out six months. He was out six months. Didn't play any tournaments. But he went right to the Australian Open. He's in the semis. He's, a, he's something. He's, he's incredible. But you, you don't like Fetter's? You don't like Fetter's kind of like a Brady? Is that is they have not – no, they have not beat up their body. Their bodies are – in. Like, Federer is 35, yeah. but he he, he, he won five games in the first set the other night in 12 minutes. You know how yeah. hard that is to do in tennis? Oh, yeah. I mean, he does, he wins quick. Nadal is a, is a physical guy. You know, he has to grind it out. That's why he's an old 31. But Federer's a young 35. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just the same. I think just something you said about Brady and you even look at a guy like Roethlisberger, who's four years younger in that. You know, Brady's a young 39. Brady's a young 39. Yeah. He just doesn't get beat up that much. No. Because of the fact he gets no. rid of the ball so fast. Neither does Eli. As much as I like to give Eli crap, Eli doesn't get killed either. I will say, Eli, Eli's a lot tougher than people give him credit for. I will say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eli. He doesn't. He doesn't. There were, he doesn't look like he's tough. He doesn't he bitch about it. No, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't bitch. No, I, it's not like his. It's not like his older brother. I wish he would start. <laughs> like no, his, his brother bitch. Well, <laughs> his brothers. His brother like yeah. took bitching to a new art form. Mm-hmm. See, Patrick Marlowe scored like four goals last night. One period, by the way. Did you see that? That was disgusting. Four, that's the first time in 25 years that's happened. That this is not in one period. That's nuts. <laughs> Do you know we're so, we was it 63 years ago? The Red Wings beat the Rangers 15 to nothing. We're, we're right around the anniversary of it. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember goals. that game. It was in the 40s. That's crazy. Wow. I remember on New Year's Eve, right, it was like 90. Oh, you got to go? No, no, no. I was just out. We're done? I was trying to yeah. get <laughs> I'm probably going to go in a minute. I'm probably going to. I probably should get going in a minute. So. <laughs> I wake up at 430. <laughs> yeah. I, I wake up, too, at 430. It's usually to pee, though. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't rub it in, George. <laughs> When I'm at work, you'll be watching. You'll be binge watching some shows, or knowing you, you'll probably yeah, be watching the network. You'll be uh, watching nine o'clock. I watch Dan Patrick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. 
Well, look at this way. You're off with New England in the Super Bowl. That's not a bad thing. So you really get to oh. – you get to really you – know, you know what I'm kind of jealous of, though? When the Bills made their Super Bowl, there wasn't – no, when the Bills made their Super Bowl, George, there wasn't nearly any of this coverage like this. I couldn't imagine no. what my mind would be like now if they would have made oh. four Super Bowls in a row. Yeah. Some, some, I remember when so I was one in time high school, we, one time we had a the, thread on, on one time we had a thread on two bills. You'll like this. We had a thread of what the tweets would be like if when Scott Norwood missed a kick. <laughs> That's <laughs> you imagine. You imagine what kind of oh thread you'd be no. getting on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen a thirty on thirty about the bills? No. Watch it and tell me you don't love Scott Norwood after that. Yeah, didn't he like own it? Meaning, George, he didn't just like, own he it. Just was like... He he was he was incredibly gracious, and this is one of my favorite scenes in the history of our team. The day after, they had a big rally downtown. I mean, a good crowd, you know. I mean, considering the size yeah. of Buffalo, right? And the crowd started chanting, "We want Scott! We want Scott!" And he came out, and it just sends chills down my spot, you know. He, he's shedding tears, and it's just, you know, but it, it was just awesome to see, like, a fan base, you know, after losing the game as the way we did. So, you know what? Yeah. It's okay. You know, it happens. Yeah. Even like Daryl Talley said, hey, I miss tackle. Andre says, I, I drop balls. You know, it, it, you know, sometimes it's like the whole Bill Buckner thing. Yeah. Now, it's like Buckner listen, a long time ago. No, nor would only do right after the game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to see if I can find you something on that. I think you'll find it interesting. Because it... I'll have to, it I just look you... it Yeah, well, you, you'll like... I've always respected Nor. Yeah, but I've, I've always, always like, respected Norwood for that. Like, I, I, I always too. thought that... Like, Me too. He didn't make excuses. Could you imagine some players today what they would do? Some of these guys patrolling the oh NFL these days. What would Antonio Brown say after someone? <laughs> what would uh You mean like how you know, Mike Messina buried Mariano for throwing a ball in the center field? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. And then Yankee fans can't wonder why can't figure out why he's on the Hall team. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was his mouth. By the way, how is Kurt Schilling not in the Hall of Fame, please? Oh, shall, because he's, shall we, uh, he's a conservative? <laughs> yeah. He may say some outrageous things, but you know what? <laughs> he's a great pitcher. Yes, he was. But you know what? Somebody said, you know, when it came to Kurt Schilling, you lived by the sword, you died by the sword. You loved him when he was playing because he was a soundbite. But you know what? People can say what they want about players and popularity. The guy was a dominant pitcher of his time. Yeah. During during an era when it was all about the hitting. But you know what the I problem mean, with him was? He was never a number one. He was always a number two. Yeah, but he also and that's, I think that's... Him, which is any page of listen. Let's be honest, okay? I I really consider two all famers because yeah, I consider one A. I mean, when you have Randy Johnson and Pedro yeah. Martinez, 
that is kind of understandable. I mean, if it was like El Duque and I don't yeah. know, Rick Porcello, <laughs> then I'd be like, okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> you know? But see, right, but that's, I'm telling you, that's the way some of these people think. Yeah, I know. They do. Hey, but that's the way some of these writers think. Yep. Dude, the only thing I want to preview about baseball is when it's over. George. I hate George, you're killing me. Sorry. All right, I'll I'll hate baseball, baseball stuff then. I'll sure you can, baseball. and I'll just make fun of baseball. Okay, there you go. I'll be a good I'll make fun of baseball. <laughs> I'll make fun of Yankee fans. This is coming from somebody who's the host of the Daily Yankee Show. I know. I, hate I know. I'm well aware. And you know who I hate the most? I hate Yankee fans. I hate Yankee fans more than anything. Except for you, I love you, honey. Oh, thanks, George. I want, oh, I thought you were telling me this, George. <laughs> oh, Brian thought I was talking to him. Well, I'm a Yankee fan, like too. <laughs> although, although after you said about Sheriff Clark, I don't know about you anymore, George. <laughs> I got to be honest. Dude, that guy's a tremendous individual right there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I wish he would run for president. I'd vote for him. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. All right, Dick A. Trump. All right, oh buddy. man, good as always. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Have a good night. Bye. All right, bye.